and we are back. I want to welcome you guys to another episode of this podcast. Today is Saturday, January 18th, 2020. And today, uh, this episode is a special, special, very special episode. This episode, I'm having a conversation with my son, my 14-year-old son, and we're going to talk about life and what it's like to be a teenager today in this new uh, world in which we live, which is so infused with technology and so much other things that compete for our attention. So I'm just going to go through a few things. And again, let me have my son introduce himself and who he is and his full name and what he likes and what he does. And we're just going to jump right into it. So I want to welcome to you this episode, son. Uh, let the people know. What's your name? Uh, Caleb Carter. And how old are you? 14. What school you go to right now? Uh, middle College High School. Mm. What grade are you in? Ninth. Oh, okay, okay. Great, great, great. So again, this is a typical 14-year-old here, and we're just going to jump right into it. Just ask him a few questions about life and how he feels and things that are important to him. So let me start off with this, Caleb. Son, would you rather have, let's say, $1 million today or one cent double every day for 30 days? I want you to think about that. I gave you $1 million today, well, I gave you a penny every day, but I doubled it for the next 30 days. Which one would you take right off the bat? Probably the million dollars a day. I'll probably be able to invest it, invest it to something. Ah, that's, hey, that's a great response, too. That's actually a smart response there. Why not the 30, Why not the one penny a day and double it? I mean, yeah, that would make you money over time, but you would probably have more options now if you have the million dollars to make something more of it now. Because okay. then over time, you probably forget or something. That's true. That's true. I could see why I could feel that way. Well, in this case, would you rather be the boss or employee? Would you rather be the owner of a McDonald's right now? Or would you rather be a worker? Well, probably for McDonald's, probably a worker. Because then I'll end up <laughs> leaving and going somewhere else. I wouldn't want to be an owner of McDonald's. Why? Because, well... I don't really know how to explain it, but I would end up most likely just leaving after anyway, because McDonald's isn't a place I would really want to stay at for too long. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Well, I see how that can make sense as well. With that type of mindset, then I want to see why, why do you think like that? Well, describe yourself in five words. Funny. Okay. Definitely funny. Uh... Intelligent. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Uh, I can't really think of five words to describe myself right now, but mostly just funny, intelligent, like okay. that, athletic. Okay, okay, I can see that as well. Well, if you could give, let's say, if you could give every person in the world a gift, what would that gift be? Probably just food. Something for everyone. Something that everyone, not everyone, or well, everyone can't say no to. Can't really say no to food because everyone needs it. That makes sense too. Wow. Well, I never even thought about it from that perspective of wanting to give the world just food. I guess you see it so much, right? A lot yeah. of homelessness and stuff like that today, especially. And, you, and I'm speaking in the world in general. You think about a third world country and stuff like that and the amount of food that we throw away here in America, right? You, you, we've gone to the buffet countless of times, right? And we all agree, like, there's a lot of wasted food at times, right? Yeah. You think about it, at the end of the day, what do they do with the food? Because I know there are some strict policies and laws when it comes to food where you, you can't give it to the homeless at the end of the day. Why? Because what if they get sick 
and you gave them that food, they can actually sue you. So what they do is they throw the food in the garbage and then they just allow the homeless people to go get it at that particular point. So then they're not liable for it, which doesn't make sense when you think about it, right? Yeah. Because most people, you know, could definitely use a nice meal. All right, here's another question for you. When do you feel a teen becomes an adult? You're 14. So when do you feel like you could say, all right, I'm an adult now? I feel like you can say that the moment they move out of the house. Because then that's when they actually have to do what they have to do on their own. Like pay the bills all by themselves and stuff. Ah, that's true. That's true. That is true. Well, if you had enough money that you never had to work, you would never have to work again. What would you do with your time then? You don't have to work. And you got all the money that you need. What would you be doing with your time? I would choose one subject or one thing that I like a lot and just become a professional at it, like being an artist or, say, a professional gamer or something like that. Just choose one. If I don't have to work, then it gives us a lot of, or it gives people in general a lot of time to do things. So just be a professional at one thing. And then once I'm done with that, move on to another. Mm. Oh, that's smart. That's definitely smart because you got so much time, right? Now you can invest in your own personal interests with what you want to do and then there's no pressure on you to perform a certain way because you're doing it at your leisure, right? And you can do exactly what you want to do. Well, do you think uh, it's better to have one great skill and you're an A-plus at it or many skills and you just do a C type of average? Like, you, you're good at that one thing and you always can hit an A. Or I could do multiple things, but I'm not great at it, but I'm good at it. Which one? This is a, this is a hard one because I want to be well-rounded, but I do want to be specifically that one thing though so like say we're doing that certain thing i can be the one like oh yeah i know how to do this one just leave it to me but yeah i'll probably have to do a uh, well-rounded and all around be good at like well not the best but be good at everything and then be like a c mm. that's an interesting man i wonder how most other teams will respond to that in a sense of you know just mastering that one thing or trying not trying but being good at a lot of things so you can kind of spread your interests out yeah, I mean, in a sense. Yeah, it will, like if you were to do the uh, one thing, you would have to take time to pick that one thing because I know for a fact there's one, I don't know what it is, but I know there should be one like subject that you would be good at and it could help out with all other subjects. Hmm. That's quite interesting. Man. Like how math kind of goes with every other subject. Well, if you could change anything in the world, what three things would it be and why? Anything. You could change anything in this whole entire world. What three things would you change first? All right. Uh, one would be the balance of power from America to, like, all the other ones, because pretty sure it's only us in North Korea, I think, that are the most powerful. I don't think it's North Korea, but I know it's America's one of them. There's only one other continent or whatever that can rival it. I would change the balance of power, like, make sure. Because uh, my history teacher talked about this. If there's a balance of power, then no one would have to fight because they know it's going to be a stalemate at the end. Uh, What's another thing that you would change? Distribution of food around. Like, I know we have, uh, what is it, food drives or whatever. Like, at, uh, they would, homeless shelters like that. I would like, because you know how much money giant corporations have, I think they should give some to the uh, the food drives and the homeless shelters so they would be able to get more healthy foods to them instead of just what uh, people donate because I know they would be able to afford it. And uh, I know one, people, one guy running for president is going to do this. 
I actually like it. Uh, people or adults, they would get a paycheck like a, a thousand something dollars uh, every month. Got Yang? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, uh, I actually agree with that. Because some people aren't able to get jobs or get let off and aren't able to get another job and they stop to feed themselves and live where they live and like say they can't go back to their parents or anything. So yeah, that would that would uh, those would be three things. Wow. Okay, I'll take that. I'll take. I'll definitely take that. Well, if you could make one rule that everyone in the world had to follow, what would that be? Okay, uh, this rule is already in France, but it's like you can you can do what you want as long as you're not hurting anyone. Because mm. in, in France, you can like you can even go outside fully nude, but they won't arrest you because you're not hurting anyone. I'm gonna pass on that one though, son. I don't know, I don't know about the fully nude. Well, not one. that. But, like as long as you're not hurting anyone in any gotcha, way. Got you, got you, got you. But I get what you're saying because you're right. You know how like in in America, you can be arrested for having drug paraphernalia, and you can go to jail for being a drug addict. Instead of treating them, you would go to jail for being a drug addict. Where in many, you're right. In many other countries, the fact of being a drug addict is not a crime but in america being a drug addict can be considered a crime let's just say a person gets caught with you know uh some crack cocaine or something like that a baggie or two but they're suffering from whatever that addiction is if they get pulled over by the police or get caught with it they're going to go to jail for that as opposed to saying well man maybe this person needs to go into a treatment center because many other countries are absolutely right they don't have as strenuous drug laws and in America, we have the most people in the world that are incarcerated just in general because of these different laws and policies and rules that we have. So I think that makes sense to be able to do whatever you want where it's not hurting or causing any harm to anyone. And the reason why I use that drug use as an example, because we all don't process and deal with life, these challenges and obstacles in the same way. Right. So some people find different ways to cope with that. And let's just say, again, you're, you're in America, right? And you're an adult and you got this family. And you have your job and you go through something and then abruptly you lose your job. So now that man or that woman, they may not be able to cope with that because they may have never developed those coping skills to be able to keep moving forward. So many of the times they may choose to turn to drugs and alcohol or something like that. Right. So if they turn to that and then they go into that downward spiral along the way and then they get caught with drugs or something, then they ended up going to prison or jail for something that you figure that they just need help with as opposed to just saying, hey, you know, let's get these people into a treatment center, give them some type of spiritual guidance, whatever that is, to help them cope and move forward in life. But in our society, unfortunately, you're absolutely right. You can't do what you want. You would think, right? And not only that, think about this, the amount of professionally prescribed drugs that are worse than regular drugs, right? That people are given, you think that that's making their lives better. You know, like, what is that? Like oxycodone, whatever those things that you can get prescribed from a psychiatrist or your doctor, those are 10 times worse, but you make money off of that. So it's probably big business and make more money off of not allowing those type of freedoms, right? Then as opposed to allowing those type of freedoms to allow a person to do whatever they want to do. That totally makes sense. I can get why you would say that one as well. All right. So let me ask you this then, son. Tell me right now, what are three things that you are grateful for? Give me three things you're grateful for. for uh, to have a house to be able to live in, education, that's a school. Well, especially because my school does more than the, uh, the average school. You have to have an education in a house and be able to eat and drink water to sustain myself. Okay, I'll take that. So what achievement are you most proud of at this particular point? At 14, what are you most proud of in terms of an achievement? 
Well, uh, I can't really remember a bunch of achievements off my, off the top of my head like that. But, well, yeah, I can't really think of anything right now. Well, achievements, achievement, like, uh, well, I remember in fourth grade, I had, uh, I did like the best on our star test or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I, well, yeah, I remember that. That's the first thing that comes to my head, and like, yeah, that was a really big achievement to me at the time. Gotcha, gotcha. I could see that as well. Here, I'm gonna throw something out there to you that I personally think are achievements. I remember uh, from what fourth, fifth grade and stuff like that. You going to a college prep school, getting oh, yeah. accepted to a college prep school. Being academically smart, I remember in second grade, you had so many awards and things like that oh, along the way. Yeah, being no. homeschooled because you were too advanced for a lot of the schools that you were going to. Uh, being resilient and being able to travel back and forth to different states and still being able to adapt and still being able to perform academically. I think you're super smart. There's a lot of other things that I think, uh, for me, that you have. Well, yeah. Well, now I think my biggest achievement is probably being accepted into middle college. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll definitely take that as well. Then here, look, I'm gonna throw this out there to you. Then what are your greatest strengths? Being able to adapt to different situations. I agree, 100%. I agree with uh, that. Well, that's, well, being able to adapt really kind of covers everything, mm-hmm. in my opinion, because you, you need to adapt to so many things and learn new subjects, or being able to learn new things. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think your greatest weakness is? Uh, okay, I forgot the word for it. It's like uh, tolerance. My tolerance uh-huh. to irritation. <laughs> got you, got you, got you, got you. Well, what do you feel are the most important things to live in a great life, son? Happiness, friendship. Why you say happiness? Because like, you can be, you can be. Uh, you can be rich, but you can still be sad because you won't have anyone to share it with or whatever. You know, be happy. But, you know, you can still not have all the money in the world, but still be happy because you got your family. That's true. That's true. All right. Now, I know you know how we just said your greatest strength is how you can able to adapt and be resilient, right? Now, when someone's feeling stressed, let's say there's some other teens out there right now, same age as you, going through the same things, and they're feeling stressed. What are three suggestions that you would share with them? Talk about it. Okay. Just, yeah, tell someone about it. It doesn't have to be me. Go to a counselor or something. Uh, take a break. Not take a break. Uh, remove yourself from the situation or uh, distance yourself from the situation like that. Uh, do what makes you happy for a while. Like, do something that's gonna give you joy Trying before to you go back. Off of it. Yeah, before you go back to the situation and figure it out. Mm, I think those are some great suggestions and ideas. So, I'm gonna throw this out there too because this is big today. Because, again, you personally live in a world in which no one has lived in before you. Meaning, like, you grew up on the internet, you grew up on technology. Now, how do you feel about social media and its role in society? I feel like there's a good and bad to it. Yeah, there's definitely a yeah, there's definitely a balance to the good and bad in social media. Cause on on one side, you know, kids use it and stuff, and like, yeah, they use it. But then there's all the old pedos and stuff on it mm-hmm. that you know, catfish and stuff say that I'm, oh, I'm a, I'm only 12 years old too. 
maybe we can meet up sometime. And then there's the good to it, like, people would be able to apply their jobs on it. They can, like, on YouTube and Instagram, you can get famous and earn money from that. True. True. I think that's a great aspect of it. And, you know, kids will learn from the uh, internet famous people and try and do it themselves. And, like, the kid Ryan from Ryan Torview, he has, like, a... He made it really far, you know, with toys and uh, Walmart and stuff, and got his own Netflix show. Yeah. And all of it started from, like, YouTube and stuff. Off they hustle, right? Yeah. That makes sense, too, right? So, here, I'm going to throw this out there as well. Uh, When you see those videos on social media, when you see parents trying to discipline and embarrass their... I call it embarrassment. Their kids on social media. Like, cutting their hair crazy and making them go to school and making them stand on the corner and say stuff like, oh, you know, I got bad grades and stuff like that. Let's just say if you had to experience... Because I want a lot of teens and young adults who do listen to this to pick up on this. And this is just coming from the mind of a teenager. If you had to experience something like that with your parents, me and your mom, how would that make you feel? I couldn't even... Because I know what you're talking. I've seen those videos. I couldn't... I can never imagine being in that situation where your parent would actually embarrass you on social media. Like, so say this uh, kid, he has Instagram or whatever. All his friends follow him. And I saw this video where this mom... She uh she had went live and just embarrassed her daughter on it. She had like 200 followers and all her friends saw it. I couldn't imagine being in that situation, but that that's like traumatizing in a sense, like where you could never feel the same. And then especially with the parents, you'll never feel the same about your mom or your dad, whoever did it to you again. You just there would just always be this this distrust lurking among like among your uh, relationship with her or him. Yeah, I see it all the time, though. You you do see it all the time, and I see this as well, where um, you see a lot of teens today, they have a difficult time with kind of navigating through life because of social media. And then if you don't have that type of support within your home or your parents are that way that want to do those type of things, or maybe I'm not saying that they don't know. I don't think there's no excuse for that type of behavior. But coming from the mindset of a 14-year-old, and you see that, and you're looking at that, and you're not being influenced, but you're absorbing that type of energy. And you're like, yo, how, 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 how do you move forward? How do you get up and go to school the next day? Yeah. Me being 42 years old, I, I couldn't imagine. And trust, I, I've had a ton of ups and downs as a teenager. Tons of fights, tons of embed, like just so much stuff. And I could not imagine in a million years having those type of things video and seeing me on social media getting punched in my eye or something like that. Yeah, like, being embarrassed in school is one thing. Like, say someone comes, put your pants down, but, like, no one's recording that. But on the internet, like, yeah, if you delete it fast enough, it'll be gone before anyone can save it. But say the kid doesn't even know that your mom posted it, that, that's stuck on the internet. Like, her just embarrassing you like that. That's, like, that's just there forever for everyone to go back to and just laugh at. And then going having to go to school the next day, while everyone's there, like, that's permanent, unlike someone calling you out in school. No one's really going to remember that, or they are, but they won't be able to remember, like, in a sense of it's not recorded. You can't be able to see it again. It's only memory. Mm. But then you can just easily go to them and pull up the video and be like, hey, you remember this moment when your mom embarrassed you in front of everyone? Like, that that's, I couldn't imagine being in that situation. And, you know, and I always say this to you too, son, because, you know, once you put something like that on the internet, you know it never goes away. Even if you delete it, it, it still never goes away. Somebody probably got a screenshot of it or cast it down and downloaded that video so it never goes away. So here, here's some, this is just me speaking in general for uh, the audience 
when it comes to social media and the content that you put out there that we may find to be funny or jokes or something like that, especially for the young teens. What you have to think about is this. Those things never go away. So let's say you're 14 and you do something or you get that put on the Internet. You feel embarrassed or your parents do that to you. You know, 10, 15, 20 years down the line, that's still there. Right. And then you change in your life. Right. Let's just say you do something that's purely crazy and ignorant. And then you change. And now you're 35 and you say, hey, I want to run for the United States Congress. So I want to be a president. I want to do this. I can almost guarantee you 100 percent chance somebody gonna pull that video up yeah. from when you were 14 and put that online. And say, uh-uh, no, no, no. This is who he really is. So now we're living in what I like to call more of a unforgiving society. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, remember what you just said back then you're being goofing around in school, but nobody's recording that and you don't see it anymore. Right. Versus you do something and it's there and it's stamped in. And now here you are, you've matured, you've grown, and now you, you know you're living your life. But you're going to always be held to that and be remembered for that portion of it. Do you think that's fair or unfair? And if so, why? Well, I mean, it depends on who you actually are. Like, say you're someone, like, say you grow up to be a dictator or something like that, then, yeah, you can show that video so they won't do it anymore. You can show that video so they can get, like, fired or something like that. Not saying that a dictator can get fired because they can't. But you can show that, just show who they really are, like, someone will affect them. But then, if you actually turn around your life, become a good person, and then they show that, yeah, that's not, that's not fair. So here's a question for you, then. At 14 years old, what are you most afraid of? If you even have any fears, I'm just assuming. I'm just assuming and throwing a question out there. Well, like, what do you mean by afraid of like In life. actual fears? Yes. Like, I'm not talking about spiders yeah, or anything like that. Okay. Probably like growing up, being successful, and then something big happens, and then I just like falling off. I guess like being big and stuff. Like, not saying I have to be popular or be internet famous or anything. Like. Just being owning a, a, a company or something like that, just growing up to be successful, and then just for all that to get taken away in a matter of a week or something. Wow. That's, wow, wow. That's definitely something to ponder upon. So why? Because, like, just the thought of doing so much work over your entire life just for oh, it to get taken okay. away. Okay, gotcha. For that, just, like, for, say, like you said with the internet thing, like, working your way up to a CEO or something. And then they show this video of you like doing something stupid when you're like 12 and then it just all is all gone. Wow. I can definitely see how that makes sense. And that being a fear. And I think that's more of a, a, a natural human emotion to not want to lose something that you've actually built. I think that's a great response. I definitely think that's a great response. So, all right. What about this? Now, if we experience our greatest moments of growth and learning from failure, right? You agree or disagree? Yeah. You know, when you fail, that's when you kind of have those aha moments or something like that. Yeah. But in all reality, there is no failure. But when you experience that challenge or setback, let's say that, right? Why are we so afraid to fail then, you think? Because we would don't want to have to experience it. We don't, because like, say you're afraid to fail, that means you probably already failed before. Because like, if you're afraid to fail, you're most likely a teenager. You've already failed before and you're scared of failing again. You don't want to have to experience that again. Wow. I guess that so that's a natural fear that even as a teen that you feel and I can almost guarantee you if you ask the average adult they probably would elicit that same exact response out of the fear just in general all right cool so now let's get into like some some real true gritty meat and potatoes of just 
the mindset of a 14-year-old in adolescence going through puberty and things like that. How do you manage those emotions with young girls and, you know, the way that you're feeling, uh, the changes that are occurring within your body, so to speak? How do you manage that? How do you deal with that? So there's, for this, there's like, there's two ways you can manage it. One's talking to your role model, your father figure, your mom, or you can try and figure it out on your own. I'm not saying it works every time, but there are times where I don't, wouldn't know from experience, but I'm pretty sure there are times where figuring it out on your own actually works, and sometimes it doesn't, and you still end up having to talk to your parent or something. But I'm, I would just say, like, most likely either talk to your parent or try. If you can do that, you gotta try and figure it out on your own or just talk to someone else. So just talk to someone or if you can't, try and figure it out. Because mm-hmm. you know, what well, the reason why I have to ask that question because I see this so much where you have a lot of teens today, son, that they go through the mental aspect of wanting to take their own lives because they can't handle, you know, some of the challenges and obstacles that come. How do you deal with that when you reach that point? Or what are some, not, not, you don't have to tell me this, but the conversations that you have with your friends who go through different things. And I'm pretty sure you guys are just like many of those. How do you guys talk about that? How do you guys get through that with one another? Because you're all in the same age. You guys have your, like, your little camaraderie that you guys depend upon one another. So my group of friends, we don't take anything seriously. I wouldn't know because okay. all the time when we talk, we're usually just joking around or something. Because like, I've never had a friend or anything that was suicidal or something like that. I've never experienced a friend like that. And yeah, we I don't have friends like that. They're, they're super serious. Like I have acquaintances that aren't, I don't see them as friends that are, uh, they serious and all, but like, I don't like to hang around with people like that, that can't take a joke. I'm not saying that everything's a joke, but I'm not, I'm saying don't take, they take, don't take everything too seriously. Okay. That's that's how I like to uh, so that's how I like to see things. Don't take everything too seriously. Man, I think that's a perfect example. I think that's a great response. That lets me know that you know I'm instilling some good things in you to not take life so serious where you reach that particular point. So, Caleb, what does it mean to be a leader? Okay. Uh, okay. I don't know how to put this into words. So, like, don't. Be make your own choices. Don't uh just piggyback off other people's things. Like, say you're taking a test mm-hmm. or something like that, and you're next to this person, and say like this is the person you've been following or whatever, and you like say you copy off of them. You that person can easily not be smart at all. And, and, <laughs> get like a F on his on the, on his right. test and you follow them so now you're gonna get an F too. Right. And instead of like trying to do your own it's like anything is better than just copying him and doing exactly what he does. Mm-hmm. Like being in the shadow of someone, you don't wanna do that. You wanna be the person that people are in the shadow of. Is it okay to go against the grain? What if everybody's going left? Well and you know the left is not for you. Well yeah. Go well if you know what's right, then you're gonna go that direction. It doesn't necessarily have to be left to like where the river's going right. You don't necessarily have to go left. You can go right, but as long as you know what's the right thing to do, then go that direction. If it makes you a follower. But what if but everybody else is still going that way? 
How do you deal with that? That's that peer pressure, son. How do you deal with that? I don't really take peer pressure at all. Cause I don't take them I don't take people seriously. Like mm-hmm. especially my friends and people in my school. It's like I don't I don't take them seriously. But because they try, they can try, because I know people do this a lot at my school, they like try and peer pressure, and I just don't respond, I just, yeah, I just, because especially you have to stay in the same room as them for 45 minutes a day, and it's a free period, say that, like, because uh, my history teacher does this a lot where he uh, doesn't give homework, or if you're done with the homework in class, you can just go around the class, or if we have a sub, then we uh, the sub doesn't have us do anything. They, they do that a lot to people. They just peer pressure. But I usually just go sit on my friends and we just tell jokes for 45 minutes. But like on the leader thing or the the river example, if you know which direction is the right direction to go, then go that direction. And if it makes you seem like a follower, but you know you're not a follower, yeah. then just go with it. Don't, don't, don't fall into what other people say. Don't fall into the peer pressure. Gotcha, gotcha. I see. Wow, wow. That was definitely powerful in a sense, knowing that you have your own mind and that you're not a follower and you see life for the way that you see it. Because, you know, it's so easy to get caught up in what everybody else is doing. I always say this, that if you, I think 90% of the world humans are followers. Only 10% are leaders. Look around at the world. And most people are just waiting to be led, right? So you're saying, hey, I go to middle college right now and this is where I'm at and this is what I'm doing and this is what I would like to do and be in my life, right? And as you go through this and the in adults that you know in your life personally, who you know and that you've interacted with over time, right? And how many people, you know, really hate their jobs or their careers or whatever that they're doing? And I'm talking about from an adult standpoint that you see maybe complaining about life and what they're doing and where they're at, Right? So what's your mindset and what are you doing that's keeping you from turning into that adult? Just doing what you like. Even like say you're working or something like that. I'm in school. When you finish your assignment, do something you want to do. Like what you want to do as a career. Because if you're going to have a career in something, you can be able to do it in school. Mm-hmm. Like say artist or something. Uh, you want to be an artist, then once you're done, uh, once you're done with your work or something, draw. Focus on what you want to do, so that when you, when you get older, you're done with school and stuff, you'll be you'll be trained like you trained yourself already uh. from doing what you want to do in school. And then it won't. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be extremely difficult to get uh, do a job you want to do. Right. That makes sense, man. That totally makes sense. Here's a question I'm gonna throw out there. Would you rather be good or great? It depends on what... It depends on what I'm trying to be good and great in. Okay. Like, say McDonald's again. Okay. I'd rather be good at it. I don't want to be great at something that I don't like doing or I don't want to stay at. Like, I don't want to be great at uh, flipping burgers if I don't want to stay flipping burgers for the rest of my life. On the other hand, if you want to be an engineer, I want to be great at that. When I started, because that's what I want to do for the rest of my life. Oh, shit. Okay. Okay. That's a, a wow. That's a great perspective on how you put it, man. Especially, again, I'm just going back to that peer pressure and to that influence and being a follower and stuff like that. 
being a 14 year old in today's society. All right, so let's go ahead and switch gears a little bit. Let's go back to the social media, 14 years old. Uh, not social media, just in general. We're talking about you're going through puberty, changing and stuff like that. Uh, the sex question comes up. How do you deal with those emotions? They're naturally peer pressure. Uh, Caleb, come on, after school, uh, we're gonna go smoke. Uh, man, uh, Caleb, she wants to have sex with you. How do you how do you deal with that, son? This is real shit right here. How do you deal with that? It depends on the person you are, honestly. It depends on how you're naturally going to deal with it. Like, some people, they're going to go naturally. They're just going to go do it. Or you're naturally not going to do it because you know it's right. Or you can just not do it naturally and just say no or yes because the peer pressure. But I don't fall into it, so I know I'm not going to do it because I'm going to go my natural instincts that's why that's why i was trying to say natural instincts and like and uh we're not we're not gonna do this uh because we would know and i'm gonna i'm gonna that's exactly how i respond i would say something goofy and stupid and just leave <laughs> got you got you but then i'm going back to you i'm still throwing this back at you 14 years old raging hormones and things yeah, like that that yeah, come along but- with it Especially if there's multiple people, that's kind of awkward. You just ask that, like, if she wants to do this, there's five people around you. No, I'm I'm good. Because even me, like, I don't find every single thing, like, that's out in public embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Like, how I did karaoke and stuff in front of my class, I don't find everything embarrassing. Like, even when I did a presentation, I, <laughs> I put a picture of Thanos in my presentation. And it wasn't really embarrassing to me. It was just funny. But that's embarrassing for you to actually be able to say that in front of multiple people, like, yeah, she wants to do this. That's embarrassing. And then for you to answer or for someone to answer seriously, that's even more embarrassing. So I'd rather joke around and say, no, I hide my embarrassment with laughs. Ah, okay. Sort of that mask in a moment. Yeah. To not want to fall into that pressure of it. But the reason why I'm saying that, because you got to think about it. Uh, a lot of the other, we all come from these different homes and we don't know what Parents are teaching their kids in the home. And also, you don't know what that young lady may have been going through. She could have been being abused or anything like that. And so her mindset is different. So she may be feeling that way. Same thing with the young man. You don't know what he's going through or anything like that. And and today, when it comes to like sex and stuff like that and drugs, it's big because it's so easily being influenced. You hear in all the music. You think it's cool now for young kids. Like it's like a big, huge epidemic. So I'm figuring out how do I shield you from it? But as having a conversation with you, saying that you are a leader, you do have your own mind, but those things still come up, right? They still will come up. And then you have your own people who are around you at those particular times. And that takes a lot of strength to say, hey, you know what? That's not for me. That's not something that I would want to do. So here's a question I'm going to throw out to you. How do you think teens should deal with sex today being 14 15 16 17 just a conversation a topic and things like that at what time do you think some may one may be ready for sex as a teen this this is only how i would go with go about it because i know no one's the same no one's like me in the world so i would go about it like i would learn myself before i learn anyone else i would learn a more about myself than anyone knows. I will learn when it would be right for me. Then the person that you're potentially gonna have intercourse with, I will learn them, learn what's safe to do with them, learn how their parents are, how their parents will react to me doing it with them. Oh, wow. 
Wow, that's the, see, that's what I mean. Those are the things that I like to hear. And I think for the audience as well, that just having this conversation with my son like this and being so raw with this topic, I think it's important for the listeners to kind of absorb what the, I'm just, I'm not saying my son is a typical teenager, but he is a teenager in our society. So you kind of get an idea of their mindset and their thoughts and what they kind of deal with on a daily basis, being peer pressure, being stressed, and just trying to balance all that out without getting lost. And as a parent, it's easy to get bogged down. And at times I'm even guilty of that where let's just say you, you're waking up, right? Our routine is this, what we do, we wake up at what? Six in the morning, uh, then we're getting out the door. Then by the time we come home, hey, go ahead and do your homework, eat, then the next. And then it's easy because you may be going through some things, right? You may need to talk, right? And then I could be so busy bogged down in my world that I'm not there to see that at that moment. But I think we do a great job at balancing that out where we go through it, we deal with it, we come back. And then you have your mom as well. Uh, Before we end this episode, I just want to thank you guys for tuning in and listening. I hope you guys were enlightened and a little bit more informed about what it means to be a parent, what it means to be a typical 14-year-old in today's society. And I'm going to end it on that note. Uh, Caleb, do you want to share your social media or what do you have right now? Uh, uh, what is it? The um, I'm sorry, guys. The, the 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 Nintendo Switch and the Fortnite stuff that you do for people to come in and play oh, games. Uh, I mean, I don't know if any of you who watch the podcast play Fortnite or anything. Or use Pretty sure they do, yeah. But uh, yeah, Fever... Minus symbol one. That's a, that's my epic game for anything. Uh, yeah, that's that's it. And what's your favorite game to play? What's the most favorite game that you like to play? Right now, I don't have a favorite game, but I used to. It was I think a little bit playing three. That used to be my favorite game, but then kind of fell off. And what are some of your hobbies outside of school that you like to do? Uh, well, I'm starting to like basketball again. Okay. Uh, you know, just playing games. I like to draw my my side time or practice drawing oh and that chess board too we also play chess yeah chess as well uh i had beat someone in chess the other day at school ah, okay okay nice nice so hey thank you guys for tuning in to this episode and as always man i do appreciate it if you guys ever have any questions or issues please feel free to shoot me an email my email address is yancy carter at gmail.com that's y-a-n-c-i-e carter at gmail.com and i'll catch you guys on the next episode hope you guys have a great weekend and we are out